Welcome back to another episode of Excuse My Grandma. It's Kim and my co-host, Grandma Gail. It's been a few weeks. It really has, Kim. It really has been a long time that we've been sitting and, and recording, so we have to give you an update, everybody. Yes. I got neck surgery because I've had long-standing neck pain and issues for almost five years, and so I decided to replace a disc in my neck. Hopefully, it's going to work. But um, yeah, it took some time off and recovery. And if you guys are watching video, you can see I have a little like tape on my neck covering the scar. But it'll be it'll be good once uh, you do your therapy. And in about two, three months, I think you're going to have a really good recovery because you really were having a lot of pain due to, you know, the job. I mean, of being on a computer all the time when you were in your t- early 20s, uh, when you were working downtown for uh, Cheddar and you were doing all that kind of work that causes your looking down so much and it, it caused havoc on the disc. So hopefully they've corrected it now and um, it'll be a, a new start start in the yeah. spring uh, midsummer midsummer you got to project that's probably w- after you've done therapy when yeah. you really start feeling the uh, result of the procedure well we did a video talking a little bit about it but um i stayed overnight in the hospital and the hospital i did it at hospital for special surgery which is a wonderful institution i mean it, the doctor was fabulous and yeah the you doctor know. was great It was definitely, we were realizing that there weren't like enough nurses. Yeah, we've discussed this. Now, you know, for those who might not have known, I also took a fall the week before Kim did the surgery, but I did it in Rome. And so that was even a little more difficult to get attendance uh, with doctors. And that was definitely worse and harder because we didn't speak the language. We were very lucky somebody from the film company went with us and who was fluent in Italian uh, because we were doing some work for uh, Focus Features. And, um, we were supposedly we we were having a wonderful time but um unfortunately there was a step in my room and I went flat down I did I missed the step I was thinking about something else it just shows you you have to really concentrate especially as you get older on your surroundings because you know silly accidents happen I knew the step was there I had been in the hotel room for several days and uh, you know I knew the step but it was the same color so you sort of you know when you think you're going straight on a floor and there's no delineation between one floor and the other I just went straight down and we this was a mess so oh um, we you were very lucky me and you were just like yeah. Don't Kimmy, said, Kimmy said uh, we're going out for dinner soon I said no we're not we're calling an ambulance <laughs> yeah you you literally were like okay don't look and I was like what are you talking about and you were like there's blood everywhere well I fell flat on my face oh and my I was when, in retrospect when I think about it Kim I really didn't break my teeth I could have broken my hip my arm True. I really took the whole floor my poor little nose yeah. uh, which well, when we were in the Italian hospital you were like I just fell on my nose nothing else and the doctor was like <laughs> you just fell on your nose and nothing else on your you your head is fine you just went bloop right on your nose <laughs> luckily my my nose took the brunt of the fall and, and miraculously there was a little bit of fracture but nothing major so it was just it's just been a healing time I didn't leave my we, we came home a day early and I I took to my bed in New York I never left the house because I looked like a raccoon and um, because the blood from my other parts all settled in the eye area so uh, it looked like I did major reconstructive work and there's no 
visible uh, changes. So um, for those who can see me on the on the uh, you look podcast, totally normal and fine. Yeah, after, but I still have. If I don't put a little bit of makeup on, I still have a little bruising there. It's it's disappearing. It takes a very long time for the trauma to disappear. Yeah. But yours was different. Yours was a real big medical procedure yeah. well i'm still feeling some symptoms yeah so, but you will um we'll see when that goes away but every day does get better and i shared a little bit on social media about everything and i was so shocked about how many people actually did a similar surgery and their experience one kid even from my high school reached out and, and happened to have used the same surgeon as me a few weeks prior and it's so crazy to like talk about those kind of things and um even everyone just saying get better soon and wishing me a speedy recovery all makes of you our, feel good right it was so nice like yeah. all of our audience and some of them even checked up on me a second or a third time. Well, people on the street approached me last week and said, how's Kim doing? I don't even know these people. <laughs> so we're really very appreciative of, of our fans and the people who care about us because we do care about all of you and, and the love is going back and forth. So yeah. that really makes us feel good. Um, when it comes to like my friends as well, I feel like everyone really stepped up. I, I received th like flowers and candy and... Um, all kinds like of goodies. All kinds of goodies from really everybody um, who I'm close with. And and um, a lot of people texted me as well who I am in contact with a lot. So I thought that that goes such a long way. It makes you realize like who your friends I well, are. And it makes you feel good because when you're down, it's always nice to know somebody's giving you good cheer and, and thinking about you. It makes you feel better. And I especially think that the people who have gone through the same issues when they reach out to you and talk about it it makes you realize you're not the only one going through that at that particular time and you know there's a stage at which each level of pain will go away and when you know the recuperative things will start happening and it's very important if if and for people out there reach out to your friends if you've had similar incidents that they're going through now you know talk about it i know i did that when i after i recovered from breast surgery i i was always the, uh, a person who everybody Talk, called uh, if they had similar problems and it does help it's like a sisterhood or brotherhood um, that you do help each other out and the more people who talk about it you realize you're not going through it alone which yeah. I think is very important agreed uh, let's talk about uh, what else is going on in our lives. Memorial Day weekend is coming up. Memorial Day weekend is coming up in the Northeast. It's going to be naturally cool. <laughs> I mean, usually Memorial Day weekend in the Northeast is either raining or a, a, or very cold. You never have, a, we've had one or two really nice seasons, but I always remember even going back 20 and 30 years, uh, we used to rush to get our pool open. We used to rush to put the flowers in the ground and there was always a frost right before Memorial Day. Now this year, we're going to have fair weather, but it's going to be cool. So um, I was just actually funny. I was just packing up my suitcase because I haven't been out east. Um, we go to East Hampton in the summer and I haven't been out east since October uh, so oh, wow. I, I know yeah. so I really I guess I haven't either so th that's it you know it's it's so interesting you you 
you go into a different mode and you forget about it. And uh, so I know I have to go out, straighten things up. I have somebody who's going to help me with the flowers and put some things that I like around the house. Um, Will uh, a lot of your friends be going out there as well? Well, most of my friends actually go out on the weekends. I haven't really done that. You know, we were in Florida for like seven months and then we came back up here and then you and I went to Europe right after we came back, basically. So I had, and then I had to recuperate. Yeah. And then you had your procedure. So we sort of hung around in the city. And uh, so this is my first weekend. I'm going to do a run to stop and shop. Uh, I'm going to have major uh, food buying. And um, so that should be fun. I have to, you know, get everything back in the house. And I'm looking forward to it. I do love the country. Mm-hmm. And I love to look at the trees. And this is the most beautiful time of the year when everything is in full bloom. Uh, and the flowers really are just starting to really, the pretty flowers are just coming out. And most of the allergies now are gone because yeah. my husband has terrible allergies in May out there when the oak trees are blossoming. But those are all finished, so now we're going into regular, just beautiful flowers. And um, so uh, really looking forward to a nice summer. Yeah. I feel like this weekend will be nice, but I don't think it... Like, I'm looking forward more to the rest of the summer. Yeah. Because I think a lot of my friends actually are, like, traveling in different places. Yeah, I think July and August, it's really... Uh, especially where we go, it's really July and August. Yeah. And the young people who rent out there, uh, that's the season for renting. Because right. um, then, pe- like, people go to bars and Montauk is busy and right. things like that. And right. Par- their parties. And we have a new... Re- the restaurant we went to in Rome, Kim, where your friend is uh, open. And, um, Scarpetta. Uh, Scarpetta was so fabulous. Now I want to go to the one out in Montauk. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was so delicious. We had that pasta bolognese underneath the no, dome. It's, it's just um, Pomodoro. Did I have tom- Pomodoro? I thought yeah, I had no, the bolognese. Pomodoro. Pomodoro. Oh, it was so good. Of course, everything tastes, I must say, everything tastes a little better in Rome. I think it's the noodles and the water that they make the noodles yeah, with. I, I really mean less it. chemicals. I don't think there are any chemicals yeah. in Europe. They don't cook with chemicals. Yeah. Uh, they don't use preservatives. We don't use chemicals either, but we do have some preservatives. And if we don't use fresh pasta, it's box pasta, which yeah. we normally use. It doesn't quite, it does not taste the same because we made the fresh pasta in our cooking yeah, we class. Yeah, cooking class, yeah. That was, I thought that it's pasta that was the best. It's not hard to make, actually. Well, it's just time consuming. Yeah. It's just time consuming. You have to let everything set and rise and then dry out. And, you know, we did it. Uh, I think we took a cooking class, started at 10 in the morning, and we were finished, like, eating it around 2. Yeah, you're right. That was a long day. And if you have other things to do, right. I don't know how people find the time. Well, people just make a day of cooking. It's a, I think it's a very cathartic. Making mm-hmm. dough of any sort, when you do the pounding. Yeah. I, you know, I just watched a program on television where uh, Hoda uh, on Channel um, uh, 4 was saying, you have to take your aggressions out by pounding. She pounds a pillow. And what? she does. She like, like she like punches. No, no, she punches a pillow. Uh, if she and she gets her aggressions out, and then she breathes in deeply. It's like a routine. Um, oh. And she said, "You just you breathe, and you feel so much better. You like get everything out." So I think that's the same with the pasta making. Okay. You knead your dough. You you keep you know going over it and over it, and you sort of work through all your issues mm-hmm. that you might be having in your mind at that time. Yeah. Um. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the videos that we did this week and comments. Okay. Um, just to go back a little bit, I guess, about the surgery. Oh. Um, we did post 
about it and like our experience that we didn't feel like there were a lot of nurses. Oh, and right. actually some of the feedback we got was interesting because um, I guess people said, let me try to get the exact comments, but they said there's not a shortage of nurses. It's just a shortage of nurses that are willing to work in poor conditions. Well, I don't think the conditions in special surgery yeah. are poor conditions. I think there are. I don't agree with that person. I've seen statistics. There has been a drain of nurses from our New York City hospitals since COVID. There's no question about that. That's a fact. So I think the person who emailed you that is not correct. Um, and unfortunately, no matter how much you're willing to pay somebody, and they do get a fairly decent pay now in the hospitals, uh, they just don't have the people to staff them. So, I, and I still say that's a place for young people to go back into, uh, it's one of the fields, healthcare, that is going to do very well in the next several years well, because the population said, is aging and we need more uh, care workers. Uh-huh. Someone also said uh, this country, especially big cities, don't treat nurses well and their pay is low. Well, I think their pay was low and uh, many of them did go out on strike after COVID and we had this problem. But I think it is getting better. It certainly needs improvement. Mm -hmm. They are a vital part of the health system. Just as many of the residents are now striking in Queens that they're not getting the same pay that New York City doctors, uh, residents are getting. There needs to be more quality in pay. No question about it. And uh, I agree with that person. Uh, I'd be the first one to say all the nurses and all the healthcare workers and teachers should be getting terrific, uh, much more pay than they're getting. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's been in a, really a problem we've had, and there's no question about that. The other thing we posted, one of the videos this week, was I got some of old footage from you, <laughs> um, from your family videos, uh, when my mom was like, Two. two years old to <laughs> so it's it's almost old. 56 years ago we're talking about but the video is pretty clear still we didn't lose the images yeah, some of them yes but yeah. i'm gonna post some of them um oh in the next gosh. few weeks but i posted one so far that was like 1966 right uh your brunette I like that color. Yeah. I, I really liked it. Your my, hairstyle there is My hairstyle was similar. almost the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it was short. The problem, you know, the problem was as I got older, I lost the nice brown color. Mm -hmm. So it sort of changed. So I went blonde. I started putting little bits well, in. Well, then you went long again. I went long went in short. the 70s. Well, the 70s was a long yeah. hair comb time. It was the Beatles, the time of the Beatles. Everybody had long hair. Mm -hmm. So people wrote, she's an icon. We uh, love Grandma Gail. Always classy. That's so sweet of everybody. And it's fun to see. I forgot I even had those tapes. Poppy had made a CD of all his family um, uh, tapes. He compiled a whole thing, took them uh, to one of the stores, and they put it on a CD. So it's fun to look at them. Uh, unfortunately, so many of them have passed, so we don't even, it, it's our only history of who, you know, grandparents and parents, what they looked like, and makes us feel close to them again. We love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a nice activity if people are next time they go home to see their parents or grandparents to ask to see some family footage or albums. See, unfortunately, so many of us today, and I find this so sad, I know I'm doing it myself, we are always taking pictures on our phone. So we don't take movies anymore, home videos and all that. And I think the people who do will appreciate five or 10 years from now looking back at them. I wish we did it. Um, we're not, I don't even think I, my husband has the movie camera but anymore. But now I, everybody's recording everything. But it's different, it's recording on your phone. 
So, so it's not like you can put it on a projector and sit in your living room well, yes, and watch you can. it. Can you? Oh, yeah. All like, right. Well, we don't do it. We, <laughs> Might watching be a, it on a bigger screen instead of a smaller screen. You're saying? Yeah. Well, we used to watch it on a movie screen. We used to. We had a movie screen at home. That used to be a great activity for the weekend. We used to see mm -hmm. and watch uh, all these videos. But I guess, like, if you wanted, yeah, you can screen mirror your phone to your TV. I and guess. Watch it on I the guess. TV. You know what? I'm not that creative. I'm sure you're but absolutely right. But I think that right. was probably more special because it's like you haven't brought it out in a while versus the stuff right. in your camera roll you could look at every day if right. you wanted to it's less of a it's like, selfies every minute yeah. right it's not the old ones yeah and it's less like let's go back in the time machine because like you're reviewing them more often you're right you're right um and they're probably not as special moments it's just like everyday stuff right versus, but i don't know who knows maybe i don't know do they take movies at at weddings anymore is it all just snapshot yeah, yeah. they do take a, a moving pictures i was wondering about that like but, record the night see we maybe? recorded the night but then we never ended up looking at them i think I, but i do look at my i still look at my wedding album occasionally mm -hmm. and see it but it's faded so terribly i whatever they did uh we had a very big photographer who was very famous in New York, take pictures. And for some reason, the colors have really faded, which I'm very sad about uh, because those photos can never be reproduced. And I look back on some family members that I so dearly miss, and the, the quality of the uh, film is not yeah, held that's, up. That's unfortunate. That's sad. I don't know. Maybe I should take it to a real professional place and see if they can do something about that before they go completely off. Yeah, because you don't yeah. want to not have them It'll at all. It'll be a blank page soon. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, I wonder why some of was it like the type of camera or the way I don't know it was the way I think it was put in the album the way they must have transposed the photograph you know they the, the photograph became a page and it was uh, it was in color and the color is is really not done well yeah mm, okay well maybe we can look into a place that can do that can help us yeah. right uh, and if anybody has a suggestion where you do, you do that email Kim Grandma Gail's headlines of the week. Well, there's only one headline, and you'll see it constantly on TV. It's the debt ceiling, and that Congress has been dysfunctional, and the president has been busy, I don't know, doing what, running to Japan, and he's been dysfunctional, and, and Schumer has been dysfunctional, and, and the Republicans are trying to make a deal, and the Democrats don't want it. It's all politics. They're going to sign. It's just that they want to stress everybody out, and it's really unfair. It's unfair to people in the financial world. It's unfair to people who worry about their... Uh, Medicare payments being disrupted. It's a very, um, I, I sometimes think the people in Washington live in a bubble that is outside of what the normal American is really living. And I, I, I think the, the we have to start doing something about that and start voting in people who really uh, understand what the Americans really want in the American public. So that's foremost on everybody's mind uh, this week. And hopefully... It's got to be settled by, I think, the beginning of June, and it will be, I'm sure. Uh, but they just stress everyone out. Everyone's stress level gets very high, especially, uh, you know, for older Americans who worry about their uh, retirement uh, payments and uh, and uh, things like that. They're on fixed incomes. It's very, it's not not a very good time for older people in America, where especially middle-income middle, uh, middle income, uh, families who don't have that much anymore. It's, their, their payments for their mortgages are higher. Their, all these things increase the stress level. And uh, you're finding that in the mental health that's coming out. And the other thing is mental health. I think that has been 
just a disaster in this country. I don't. I think more so than any other country. And I don't know um, what the reason is. <laughs> I really don't know why our numbers are so much more than uh, the Australians or the other um, large countries in Europe, Europe and Western Europe. But um, we're certainly having an issue with mental health. And um, I think, I don't know if it's pressure or if it's the family unit that um, is causing issues amongst the young and um, or society itself has just lost its concept of where young people, what their needs are. And I think we have to start paying really more and more attention. We we keep putting lip service that we're upset, we're upset, we're upset, but it seems like more and more of it keeps happening. And um, that is a very big problem today because we need strong young people to run the country. We need them to run the country, to run businesses, to go out and get jobs. And um, if they are feeling so upset about what their own lives are, it's not good for the general purpose. So hopefully... Um, we're going to get programs soon in schools, and uh, parents will start understanding a little more of where their teenagers and their preteens are having such issues. Yeah, are, do, I wonder if there's studies and things that like poll people asking what what they're dissatisfied about, or if it's just ge general. No, I think there are there are. I think they they I think they know a lot of it is due to. I think they just feel disillusioned with the world. Uh, you know, the young people have always tried to be. I, I've always felt of, has has always represented hope and where the future goes. And a lot of young people today feel because of war, because of, um, you know, all the chatter that you, they get on social media and they get over the news that uh, people are in desperation. And really the world isn't desperate. We're in better times now than we've been many, many years, except for, of course, there are spots in the world where there's war and there's always been war. Um, and you hope that, you know, it it's gets settled quickly rather than dragged on. Uh, but people have less, they're less aspirational, and I feel sorry about that. I think the colleges have a lot to, uh, to do with this, too, that they're not spreading hope. They're spreading a philosophy of, of disenchantment with our society, and we're a great society. Uh, we're, they're the first time democracy ever was really put into place and has been working for as long as it's been, and I would hate to see that being taken away by people who are trying to change the system for whatever political reasons they have. So I think young people are in a dilemma and they're, they're, they're grasping. And then on the other hand, a lot of them know where they're going and uh, are doing wonderful things for the whole society. I think actually this age is much more into giving back than any ever before, which I think is something good. But we have to keep trying and we have to certainly, if we see someone that's suffering, we have to reach out and notify the right sources so that they can get help because that's very important. If you see somebody really who's desperate, uh, you know, get a hold of somebody. Let somebody intervene and, and sort of uh, help them get through this stressful moment. Okay, let's talk about our dating topic of the week based off of rule number 23, which is if he doesn't call you on the phone before your first date, don't bother going out with him. Um, you didn't realize that we don't speak on the phone with people before we meet on a first date, that it's all done over texting or 
I know, but I think that's bad. I think it's bad. I think it, it doesn't necessarily all be, have to be a phone conversation, but it wouldn't be so terrible. And it might be sort of help get over the first date uh, anxiety if you've texted and you've made a plan that the fellow who's made the, or, or who's ever reached out to make the date, if it's the woman who's reached out, then she should do it. If it's the man who's reached out, then he should do it. And just Call say up, what? say hi, just checking, going to meet you at so and so at eight o'clock. Or, uh, you know, just a, just a, a voice in the dark so you know he's he's still on board with going out and it's just not so the day a, of I think? would say the day of okay. or the morning of you know and then what if I, th- I feel like if that happened to me I would like panic for a second like why is this person calling me well I think people have to stop panicking of over a phone call I mean I I think it's too much of just texting and too much impersonal uh kind of contacts yeah. I think I guess it, the thing is if it's just to be like hey are we on and it's like yeah we are then that's the whole conversation, and then you hang yeah, up. Yeah, basically, or say I'm going to meet you at eight o'clock at wherever your destination so what's or the seven point o'clock. Of talk, doing the whole phone call. It just puts a fa- it just puts a, a live voice mm-hmm. to the person. I, I really do think we need more um, personal involvement in going out on a date. And um, if you don't like the person's voice for some reason, or if they say something that rubs you the wrong way, and you want to save the time, can you not go? No, I think you still go. I think you still go because the first impression isn't always the the, the most important one. It could, it could the person on the other end could be a little nervous, um, but I, I think everybody has to be a little less judgmental of each other. Uh, especially, you know, I was watching something the other day on a program. I don't remember which one it was, but it was one of these movies that's got a four thousand chapters to it. One of these series, and uh, the girl was asked, "Well, how um, did you find your?" love and she said I didn't find him I worked at it <laughs> and I made it my love so and I believe that very much it's it's very very rare that when you look across the room you know your that was a song once I, I you fell in love from across the room forget that you go up to somebody and if you see that somebody is nice you you make that make an investment in making that a, a, a purpose a, a date um, a relationship. You can't just expect these things to materialize out of the air. I think it's effort takes place on both sides. Mm-hmm. So let's say you want to implement this calling rule and the guy made the date, but like he doesn't know your rule, so he doesn't call. Should the girl call and be like, hey, are we still on for today? No, then if he, whoever initiated the date has to make the call. Okay, so boys listening, try this out. Girls listening, try it out. Well, how I'm do they equal. try it out if they didn't make the date? No, no, they have to have made the date. Okay. Sometimes so a woman you says, did make the date, right? Girls. Whoever made the date, yeah. But whoever if it's a first date. date, I think it's kind of rare for a girl to have. Made oh, you it. don't but know in this date. world. That's true. Um, yeah, let us know how that goes. Okay, let's answer a few questions from listeners. Um, okay, thoughts on liking a far older man. Well, it depends how old um, she is. I mean, I, I we're not getting that from that I email, get that right? Uh, I think if you're if you're in your twenties, uh, you should you could date anywhere up to 10, 12 years older. That's fine, um, and especially if he hasn't, you know, if he hasn't been married and you haven't been married, everybody gets to a, a, a point in their lives at different times. So that's all right. I think if somebody is twenty, I don't think she should go out with somebody forty years older. I mean, you know, there's there's rules, uh, you know, sort of that you should follow in this. Uh, but I think that's it's, you know, everybody. 
matures at different times. So the age is not as important. But I do think, um, you know, a 20 or a 30 year difference when you're just first starting out is pretty difficult. After what date is it forgivable that he accepts your offer to split the bill with him, if ever? Well, you know my feeling on this. Uh, I, I think the man is always in control of the bill. So um, from the time I was young to the time I'm old, uh, I wouldn't pick up a bill. I would expect my husband or whatever man was at the table, because you don't necessarily go out with your husband. You could be going out with another couple or another man alone if you're doing some business. He picks up the bill. That's just part of how I grew up. Today's world is different, and it also depends on the finances. This isn't a question from someone, but I'm curious what you think of when, um, let's say, you a guy uh, is going out to dinner with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's friends. Do you think he should pay for the friends as well? I think it depends on the circumstances. I think if a, f a fellow shouldn't be picking up a bill all the time for a girlfriend's friends. I think that's not fair. Uh, you know, the, the, either you all throw in money and, and split it four ways, mm -hmm. or if, he's, if, if the fellow is very comfortable and he's making a good living and once in a while he does it, there's nothing wrong with it. But I think the, his girlfriend should say to her friends, listen, if we can't, you know, you have to fork over some of the uh, bill occasionally because so-and-so, you know, shouldn't be put in that position. Mm -hmm. Someone said, Grandma, I'm going to Tulum and El Dorado solo. Give me some travel advice. Uh, well, solo is good. It sounds like fun. I mean, it's a new experience. Uh, go with an open mind. I don't know is she going on a vacation or is he going on Probably. a vacation? Well, just have fun. There's so much to do out there. Have you uh, been there? No, but I've been okay. to I've been out in that area. Uh -huh. So I mean, you just uh, you know when you check into your hotel, find out the local spots that you're supposed to visit. Get get all kinds of pamphlets and things, and try new experiences. You know that's part of of traveling. New things to experience is the travel experience, and it makes you a much more interesting person. Uh, there's a guy who keeps telling me he misses seeing me and doesn't make a way to see me. Well, then that's just a lot of talk. <laughs> and you know what? Why I, do people do that? People do it because they're insecure and they're nervous and they really, they really don't want to have a, a, a relationship with you, but they don't want to let you go. They want things all their way. And those kind of people, you know, are very indecisive in life. If, you're, if it's a friend and you've known him for, or her for a very long time and you know this is the modus operandi of how they act, you, you forgive it. But if it's been a past boyfriend or a past girlfriend and they put on this kind of nonsense, you know what, call it, call it a day and, and say, you know what, F go find yourself, figure things out, and um, have a good life. Okay. Um, let's do one more. Um, Grandma, how does one move on after a long-term marriage besides therapy? Well, I gather the marriage ended in divorce, not, not death by a spouse, but we don't know that. Um, you know, if it's divorce, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad blood that probably went on at the end of the marriage, and you have to deal with it either through therapy or through your own introspective looking into what went wrong and hopefully not repeat it. <laughs> That's the same as in dating. We've talked about that. If you've dated a bad guy and you know 
what went on, you don't go and date the same type again because then you're looking for punishment. Um, and I think it takes time. Time heals all wounds. Uh, if it's a passing of a, of, a, of a spouse, then, you know, you have to heal. But if you've had a good relationship, you will find another relationship probably. Um, and just reach out to friends. I think friends at that time are very important. Uh, and, uh, you know, do things that you enjoy doing. Another great episode of Excuse My Grandma. Follow us on social media, Excuse My Grandma. And-